This is Weekly Woman by Jubilance for PMS. Hi everyone, it's Alice Cash and welcome to Weekly Woman. This month we're embracing Black History Month and to talk about that a little bit, we have two amazing women that we're talking to throughout this podcast. First, um, we're going to look back at history and talk about Cicely Tyson, the actress and model who shattered Black stereotypes on the stage and the screen. And then we're talking to uh, two women that have some amazing things to say about our periods and our bodies. Cicely Tyson was an actress who graced the stage, screen, and television, known for her empowering portrayals of Black women shattering racial stereotypes in the 1970s who then became a figure for civil rights. Her career spanned seven decades, and she refused to take parts that demean Black people and urged her fellow actors to do the same, even if it meant not working. She criticized portrayals of Black characters as criminals or servants, and she called for Black characters to be portrayed righteously, even if they were stricken with poverty. Over her career, she took on over 100 characters, including some that were traditionally cast with white actors, and she was the oldest person to win a Tony Award in 2013 for her take on The Trip to Bountiful by Horton Foote. She then won an honorary Oscar at the age of 93. In 1972, she became a star with her Oscar nomination for Best Actress in the film Sounder. She played a wife of a sharecropper who's sent to prison for stealing food to feed his family. Her character then rose to the challenge and plays her role with grace and dignity. With rave reviews of her performance, she told the New York Times, The story in Sounder is part of our history, a testimony to the strength of humankind. Our whole Black heritage is that of struggle, pride, and dignity. The Black woman has never been shown on the screen this way before. She went on to win three Emmy Awards and then became a star of the Black is Beautiful movement, embracing her African heritage, wearing a turban and caftan, and helped to popularize the Afro. Cicely was born in Harlem in 1924, the youngest of three siblings to immigrant parents from Nevis in the Caribbean. She went to high school in Harlem and then started off her career as a model and then moved into acting when she studied at the Actors Studio in the 1940s. She started off with a career in the theater and starred off-Broadway with James Earl Jones in The Blacks in 1961, which ran for 1,408 performances, the longest-running off-Broadway drama of the time. This show helped launch her career, and she continued to work in the arts and give to artistic charities, including helping to found the Dance Theater of Harlem in 1968. She married the jazz trumpeter and composer Miles Davis in 1981. She was recognized by her work in the arts and the civil rights movement by President Obama, who awarded her the Presidential Medal of Freedom in 2016 and continued to work in the arts even during the pandemic with her memoir, Just As I Am, which came out this year. She fought for Black Americans to be seen in a different light, to portray themselves in prominent roles. In an interview for Parade magazine in 1972, she said, We Black actresses have played so many prostitutes and drug addicts and housemaids, always negative. I won't play that kind of characterless role anymore, even if I have to go back to starving. And she didn't. She created full people with each character she played. Check out her portrayal in Roots, or her take as Coretta Scott King about Martin Luther King in King, 
or when she played Harriet Tubman in A Woman Called Moses. She wanted Americans to see black women in the way she did, fierce and empowered. Cicely Tyson recently died this January, but she'll be remembered as a woman who fought for her rights, who fought for better representation, and who pushed for characters of dignity. All women bleed, but some of them can't afford period products. So I'm here with Nayanka Paul and Zoe Bella, the bloody bitches about their blog and their lives and fighting against period poverty. Bloody Bitches advocates for period poverty, sex education, sustainability, and health. And they have amazing workshops that you can be a part of. <laughs> Nayanka is a senior at Temple University studying account management advertising and has started two ventures already, Bloody Bitches and PNP Alignment, a business consulting company. She also volunteers in her community with two mentoring programs in her city of Philadelphia. And Zoe is from Malta and has lived in the US for the past 17 years. In addition to Bloody Bitches, she also writes a blog, Earth and Self, about being environmentally conscious. So welcome. We're so excited to have you join us on the podcast today. Thank you. Thank so, you. so I just want to start with maybe some more fun questions. What are your favorite period blogs that you're reading right now? Um, more so than blogs, I really like to just go on in, um, Instagram pages that inspire me. So uh, one of them that I really love, because I'm more of a sustainability side of, of Bloody Bitches, I really like Sustainably Vegan's um, Instagram. She incorporates period poverty into her Instagram page. And then I just love seeing any kind of influencers that post about like diva cups or like, you know, any kind of menstrual products and things like that. So I'm just kind of like, I'm an Instagram person. I just dive deep into that and, you know, find like inspiring people. Yeah, I would say along with that, I don't, I'm like not good with Instagram names. And a lot of the period Instagrams, I kind of like, have like the same kind of names but I do like a lot of the Instagrams especially the ones that are very artsy like there are a lot of art pages that will like yeah. make posts about like period poverty um and just everything menstruation they make it very like digestible because of like the the way they create their graphics so I really like that just because I'm a very like I'm really into creative stuff and then other than that I just truly like I don't really read blogs as much on period poverty as much as I read like actual developed research papers and articles on it. Perfect. That's amazing. Yeah, there's one called A Tribe of Women. I'm pretty sure they, they're not centered on like period poverty, um, but it's just very woman-based. So they have made graphics in relation to like periods and stuff like that. Oh, cool. I'll have to check that out. Thank you. And there's one called Period Poverty Movement, I believe, and they have cool graphics. I think they repost a lot of content, but they have, they have good graphics on there too. And like Nanka said, they're digest digestible pieces because they're not like, obviously there's so much information to like understand when you're talking about period poverty, it's not just one dimension. Mm. So the, they break it down really easily so that you can really understand it all. And it's not like overwhelming and all thrown at you, you know? Yeah. Oh, that's great. Thank you. And what are you girls doing in quarantine? What are you doing to stay sane? <laughs> My time has been spent a lot on homework, unfortunately. Um, but other than that, I've just been reading, catching up on like shows that I didn't get a chance to like when school was like actually like in session. <laughs> um, 
and just like just doing random just like fun things going on like pinterest (laughs) like friend dates like just doing random it's honestly just been filled with a bunch of randomness i've been having a lot of um i've been doing a lot of at-home workouts too because i like to work out a lot so that always oh nice that's so good um i've been working a lot because i i work now so that's been kind of like my my full-time thing that I've just been doing yeah but other than that I you know I work on um zero waste Malta too alongside bloody bitches so it's zero waste Malta is a page I created in Malta and when I'm there I try to do beach cleanups and things of that nature organize all of that stuff because it's an island and then zero waste Malta I just post a lot about tips and zero waste things I don't post as much as I want to but I have a challenge right now and that has about 450 people in it so wow that's amazing yeah, so that's been really fun to interact with people on that platform on Facebook. wow oh my gosh is there a way we can be a part of it right now yeah so it's a different challenge each month actually this month is on the go so which is kind of ironic that that happened because april you know we're on quarantine but we can we can still learn about on the go and kind of talk about it and then use it later once we're actually out of quarantine. <laughs> and you guys also talked about binging TV shows, Nayanka. Um, uh, what are you watching right now? I need some recs. Okay, so like I watch kind of like a lot of shows, but the one show I just rewatched, um, I'm not sure when like people know, but it's like Lincoln, he- Lincoln Heights. It was this old show that was on TV. I haven't, I want to start the show called Insecure, but other than that, current shows that I watch are like This Is Us, that's a good show. Yeah, that's a good show. Like, you want to cry, like, you want to cry, like, almost every episode, like, it's super sad, but, like, super cute on my blog. I don't know, I watch a lot of, like, Netflix shows, like, I truly watch just, like, a lot of things. That's awesome. (laughs) I'm not really watching too many shows, but... I just like crime shows, honestly. Um, I like Criminal Minds a lot. I love Criminal Minds. Yeah, like, that's just a great one just to, like, binge watch if you want. It's just so good. And I also really want to watch the new season. Not even new. I'm just so behind. American Horror Story. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I have to watch, like, Shameless, though. So, like, there are so many things I fell off of. Yeah, there's so many shows that I just need to catch up on and I'm not. So, <laughs> what shows are you watching? Um, I've been watching Kim's Convenience, which is on Netflix. It's like a Canadian TV show. It's pretty funny. And I also, like, I'm a diehard Bachelor fan, which is good and bad, but I'm watching their new, like, music show, which is so terrible, but hilarious at the same time, and totally, like, turning off your mind, so. But sometimes you need that, you know? You just yeah, I, I need it right now, because I'm like, yeah. I can't leave my house. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and can you talk about where you guys met you guys both went to yeah. temple so <laughs> yeah we both um i'm an entrepreneurship like minor and you're actually an entrepreneurship major right uh yeah i'm international i was international in business with a concentration on entrepreneurship so yeah it was kind of intertwined in my major yeah yeah so we had to take a series of classes and i met her we had, we had a class together the first semester and then the second semester we had a class together and she came up to me cause we had to like pitch like ideas. And my idea initially was having like a subscription box um, to relieve like period pains that would in turn help people that are suffering from period poverty. 
and she like came up to me in like one of the like the last days and was like oh my god like I would really like to help with this and and I was like okay I still don't really know what I'm doing but okay (laughs) and then like it happened that I had class with her like the next semester and we like got like closer and things like that and we're like we started to figure out more what we wanted to do what we wanted things to look like and this was spring 2019 so yeah since then we've really like transformed things and yeah things around and like had a lot of discussions surrounding what like how we can best stop I don't even think stop I mean we'd love to stop period poverty but best grasp period poverty and just really help and make an actual impact that lasts a long time instead of just putting band-aids on issues Mm. so that's been like a large discussion um within our organization yeah, can you talk to our viewers about what Bloody Bitches is? Um, what is this organization that you guys created and started at Temple? Basically, Bloody Bitches, it's like all about like, advocacy for period poverty, and we have different pillars. So we have like lack of access, which is, you know, accessibility to not even just period products, like menstrual products, but just like bathrooms too, because some people don't have access to bathrooms. Um, and we're, we try to be inclusive to like, you know, everyone that has a period, because it's not just women as well. So the lack of accessibility is our first pillar. And then we have our educational pillar, which is just surrounding everything regarding periods and stigmas and things that people just don't even um, realize is an issue. Like people are ashamed of their periods. People don't realize how much the period industry and like plastic tampons and things like that, how that affects their environment. So there's a whole education pillar. And that period poverty aspect affects everyone of every class, race, everything. It's not just like um, lower income families and things like that because education can be like a widespread thing. Obviously um, it can be more prevalent in certain um, classes and things like that, but we just want everyone to know that it affects everyone. And then the last one is the fundamental rights, which definitely affects everyone because fundamental rights deals with like tampon tax and like FDA regulations, just things that we should all be aware of that unfortunately like a lot of us aren't and it's just not fair for our bodies you know so we're just trying to bring awareness to all of that Mm. whatever zoe said (laughs) so we've got to stop and talk about our sponsor jubilance for pms it's a daily supplement that helps you be you jubilance is an over-the-counter nutritional supplement shown in clinical trials to relieve the emotional symptoms of pms That means less stress, anxiety, and more of getting back to your life. You deserve to be your best self all month long. And thanks to modern science, PMS is now optional. It's the first and only product for emotional PMS backed by real science with double-blind, placebo-controlled, peer-reviewed studies. And it works. I work for Jubilance because I'm here to help women, and this is the real deal. Jubilance isn't just a product. It's a global mission to make PMS mood swings a thing of the past. The Jubilant Sisterhood is a movement of thousands of strong women escaping the PMS struggle with science, sharing, and communal support. We're here for you each week with stories of amazing women, your weekly playlist on Spotify, and for you to dish and cry about periods on our Facebook group. So why not give Jubilance a try? Go to www.jubilance.com to learn more. And you guys are, you guys have your Instagram page. You have like a blog. Can you talk more about like the workshop that you guys just conducted and will there be more? 
Yeah, so right now we do, so yeah, we run everything through Instagram. We just created a Facebook group called Be a Bloody Bitch. And then we created that for the purpose that people were like always DMing us, like, how can we help? How can we be a part of this? Or we want to learn more. So we're like, let's just create a, spe- a space with like-minded people, people that have different perspectives, you know, whether you're someone that's more on the sustain- sustainability end of things, or you're on the more education-like thing, we could all contribute and generate solutions that could help our communities, especially those that are most impacted by this. So that's why we created the group. And as far as the workshop, the workshop was just a great starter place for us and letting people know this is who we are. And it also just allowed people that either weren't familiar at all with period poverty or had a little bit of familiarity to understand more like, what is this issue? Who does it affect? Why is it an issue? And just giving everyone kind of like the lay of the land, but also just ask just getting people to engage more in the conversation and figuring out like is this something I want to be a part of this is an issue that I want to fight for and we got really great feedback after the workshop and honestly in the future I would like to continue to keep that workshop like that starter workshop as something that we can continue to offer because I know there's some people that missed and we're like oh my gosh you're gonna have more in the future and it's just like so I think that's a workshop we'll definitely continue to have but then also adding additional ones for those that know a lot about it and just other fun interactive ones that we can have. So we should all pay attention to your Facebook group and your Instagram. (laughs) We can go to that next workshop. (laughs) Can you guys talk about becoming entrepreneurs or this interest in entrepreneurship, this is, it's really unusual to, to be an entrepreneur in America, to be an entrepreneur in the world. Can you talk about your interest in that and pursuing it at Temple? I was originally an art major. So <laughs> that was, that was like my, I don't know, cause I'm really a creative person. And I think that's then what led me to entrepreneurship because it's, it's creative and it's like fun and it, it's really hard and it's definitely been a struggle lately with like you know having you have a job and you're trying to like do like multiple businesses and this that it becomes a lot of hard work but I think like finding a rhythm is important and I don't know I just I think it's going to be rewarding in the years to come once we are doing something that we actually enjoy and that we feel passionate about so that's that's my feeling about it yeah for me it was I, yeah, I didn't, well, I'm not an entrepreneurship major anyways, but (laughs) for me, it was, yeah, I've always truly, honestly have known that I wanted to be in the business world somehow and start my own business. And it became more clear the older I got, especially because the way my mind works and how articulate I am, I always want things done a certain way. I'm also very big on kind of having a solution-based mindset and being intentional with how we solve problems. And I don't like a lot of the way certain things are done. And I don't know, everything just kind of like came naturally. So when I figured out like, this is this is the area where I want to be involved and this is how I want to do it. It was more so like, I wasn't even thinking about like entrepreneurship as like the goal. It was kind yeah. of just like, the goal was how do we end period poverty? I feel like I have a solution. Oh, I guess this is entrepreneurship. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's more how, like... It fell to us from, like, pa- like a passionate place, I think. More than- yeah, like, it's like, I always knew I wanted to be, like, a business owner, but this is very much more like, yeah. like I'm a solution provider. Type. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I asked that, too, because I'm an entrepreneur myself. I run a theater company at night after I do this, but, but I also... Um, this Jubilance for PMS is a supplement that helps with PMS symptoms. 
And that's like my little entrepreneur baby. So yeah, I just think it's unusual and wanted to ask you guys about it. And Nianka, I also want to know, what is P&P Alignment? Can you talk about this, this other company that you've started? Okay, so fun fact, um, that's no longer a thing anymore. Oh, okay. Since we first got in contact, but, but I still do freelance consultant work. So it pretty much ideally is um, right. work that I was doing before. But um, the work that I was doing before with P&P Alignment was mostly focused on um, helping young professionals with like resumes and interviews and things like that. But as the company grew, I realized a lot of my clients were ones that were looking for to go the un, untraditional career paths, mm-hmm. which are clients that I really did want to work with. Um, so I was doing a lot of brand work to like brand strategy work. So that which actually aligns with my major because my major is advertising. Um, I was very familiar with that and like personal branding. And I was just like, you know what, like, I'm already kind of doing this, but I really solely want to focus on bloody bitches, like completely entirely. Um, But I still do really like helping, um, you know, other people that are going through like the untraditional career paths, like makeup artists and things like that. So now I currently offer um, like services on my personal website. Oh. Yeah, I want to continue building on that. So I still will be like a consultant, a freelance consultant, um, taking clients like here or there, things like that. But Bloody Bitches is the sole focus. Superwoman. Yeah, a woman of many hats. <laughs> yeah. So Zoe, do you want to talk about Earth and Self? Uh, yeah, that's just basically just something I do for fun. It's just like a blog about sustainability and it's kind of like documenting my journey in a way because I'm still learning all the time about how to better my habits. I don't think there's ever a perfect attainable like way to be like low waste and low impact and sustainable. I think everyone's in a different place. And I, I really try to advocate that on my page on Zero Waste Malta and then just like on my normal page. Also, it's like another segment is kind of like environmental justice. And I always want to make sure that like some people kind of may judge people if they like can't do that perfect zero wasting and this and that but a lot of the times it's like what's attainable for you in your situation like how can you be better for the environment like not everyone can get to the same levels and I think that's okay whatever you can do you're helping the planet so um I try to say that on my pages um so that's the idea of I guess environmental justice because a lot of times things are expensive if they're zero waste or like low waste, you know what I mean? They're, or, or buying organic, for example, and it's not attainable for everyone. So I hope that, I mean, that's something else that I hope to work on maybe through Bloody Bitches too, because it's about sustainability as well, is that kind of is Bloody Bitches too, actually, because our whole goal is to get people that can't afford period products, our period products. Nice. So, and it's sustainable. So they're going to be getting top-notch products and not just like the leftover bad products with bad chemicals that are bad for the environment. We want to give them the best of the best because they deserve that. Even if they can't afford it, they deserve it. So that's kind of our whole goal. Yeah. And even, I mean, even more than that, I think we've, we're always like, Blade Bitch is an organization that can't be, I'm learning that's not necessarily set in stone. Like we're very much still learning and kind of going back on what Zoe said, like how what's obtainable from someone else may not be obtainable. And so, yeah, our goal is to give people the same quality products. But what we're also realizing is that 
that also may not be very much possible, but we can still, we can still eliminate other things like pollution that's happening where pollution is found in lower income communities and how it's affecting them and just other resources. And we're just realizing that we have to divide our efforts and segment kind of how we can better help certain communities. And it might be like different from the beginning of our journey to later on. Like, like right now we support people that are getting products to lower income communities, regardless of the products at the moment. Cause we want to just like help alleviate that like having to just bleed, you know what I mean, without any product. And then once we actually become like better and have our products and really grow as a company, then we'll be able to actually get our products out to our lower income communities. So like that's a goal, but there's always gonna be, you know, along the way, we're gonna have to make some sacrifices to like do what's best for their interest and what's kind of what we can do right now. So it's all, it's very confusing, as I'm sure you know, as an entrepreneur, it's like starting up and everything, it never goes exactly how you plan. Yeah. yeah. I think something, I think something too is just like, even if we couldn't, cause like for me, like um, those that live in like deep, deep poverty, you know, they don't have, they may not even have access to water. Like our goal isn't necessarily to even get, like if we can't even get them necessarily reusable pads, we would love to get to a point where we can purchase or donate um like organic organic cotton yeah. like ones that are just better for you better for them. so if, if it's not obtainable for you to keep, keep a cloth pad like exactly. so like disposable like better products and will also help eliminate like the use of um whatever is actually hurting the earth and then there'll be a whole nother segment possibly of of donating to causes where they help them get water or help like you know what I mean like help get access to water like there's literally just so many avenues yeah and it's just like I know we can do it um I just think we had to step back and realize you know the way we were attacking this issue we already were aware that this wasn't one-dimensional but our solution was kind of almost a one-dimensional approach and I think we're kind of like gathering it back and saying okay hey this is how we have to do it. We need to really utilize our Facebook group yeah. and see how we can segment our efforts and see how we can actually give the people in the community what they need in a way that it's not like this make-believe fairy tale dream, but like we can help you and this is how we want to. Wow, that's wonderful. Yeah, it sounds like there's a long way to go, but you guys have so many different avenues to explore. Veering off into a different direction, um, another avenue today. <laughs> Uh, something that I always ask everyone on the podcast is, uh, what do you think it means to be a woman today? And it's just like at this moment, it can probably change like 30 seconds from now. But for you guys right now, what is your definition for that? To be honest, I feel like to me personally, like, I don't know what it's, I wouldn't say I don't know what it's like to be a woman, but I know what it's like to be a black woman. And it's a very different experience than it is to be a woman of color or a white woman. And to me, being a black woman is, I don't know, we're all very different, but at the same time, it's just like, I don't know, being a woman is just like a different experience. And I'm like smiling and my heart's getting really like excited because I just feel like women were just natural nurturers. And like, I don't know, like, it's just, I don't know. There's just something about women that is just like truly just like, like what's better than us <laughs> like, I yes, like, yes. <laughs> like, and what's better than us <laughs> like, that's 
I'm gonna say it means kind of, I guess, like being a warrior for change and being empowered to kind of create change, if that makes sense. So, kind of like living through your values, like being a woman in 2020, I guess, like you, ha- we have the power to be aware of what we want and like really try to strive for the changes that we're passionate about. And like, I just think about how before we didn't really have those opportunities, but now we now we can really try to stick to our passions and try to make change. So that's like only one avenue I could take there. There's yeah, a lot of different yeah. ways to answer this. <laughs> there is, I just feel like there's no, I just feel like what I look at as being a woman or what it means to be a woman in this day and age may be very different for what someone else may say being a woman is. And mm-hmm. I think that's kind of the beauty yeah. in it now, especially because like, I feel like back in the days, there was just this very one straight view of what a woman was and it was very yeah it was very submissive very you know portrayed in a certain way definitely and that's why it's so interesting is that we all have a different view and definition for ourselves that I think changes like second to second what you are now is not what you are in like five minutes and yeah but what's better than us like you said Um, another question I like to ask is if you could give one piece of advice to a woman just walking along the street about really anything, what would you say? I would say don't be so hard on yourself and you grow every day and you're always learning and allow that energy to come into you and to kind of feed into your life and try to just keep those positive vibes coming so that you can really create what you want to create out of life. Yeah, I think I would say to a woman on the street to always walk with your head up no matter what and I mean that literally and I would say figuratively there I think there's a certain presence when you have this certain confidence even if you're not really confident and I'm not going to say fake it till you make it but just kind of reassuring yourself of what you have to bring to the table and knowing and knowing what it is that you bring and then following through with it no matter what. Like manifest it. Yeah, and just like being being bold. Like I think a lot of times we're taught to kind of focus on our weaknesses and it may not, it's not like overtly out there, but a lot of the times like women we're so used to being shut down, we're so used to be telling to not talk and stuff like that. And I've seen it myself, like sometimes the way that I just, don't talk in certain certain areas but it's just like no so just continuously reminding yourself of your strengths and just walking in that thank you um and what is next for both of you graduation Woo! amazing i'm so proud of you in my kitchen <laughs> are you redoing your kitchen no <laughs> oh. I'm just gonna walk across. I don't know. <laughs> walk to your kitchen. My <laughs> diploma. No, but um, yeah, I graduate in two weeks. Um, I'm looking for you know job offers. Hopefully, moving into a new apartment. Um, and working on bloody bitches. Amazing. We have a lot in the work for bloody bitches. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think it's just, I think Zoe and I are kind of just, it's going to be like another like kind of schedule shift for us. Um, now I'll kind of be more available 
in a sense, but it, it's, I, I, I'm trying to see that even when I am more available, I feel like I always have a lot of stuff on my plate. Yeah. So, <laughs> but I do truly hope that I will, I can nail down and complete a lot of things I want to for bloody bitches. Um, I hope to start getting supplies for actual products. So that will be. I think it's awesome. just, super, I think it's super important that Zoe and I are in, are closer to each other. Um, and so however that looks like, it will happen. <laughs> yeah, um, with quarantine right now, that's it. <laughs> yeah, so we can definitely wacky. figure out um, the next steps, but definitely more workshops, more content, YouTube, IGTV. Awesome. Yeah. Also, I'm going to get a TikTok. The whole shebang. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, I want to thank you so much for being on today. It was such a pleasure to get to talk to you, to see you last week at the workshop, and to hear more about your views today. Mm -hmm.